Welcome to the um, Jimish Femme, and today we're recording an episode of the Theatre and the Colour Passion podcast. Uh, we've got here today um, head honcho Misha. <laughs> How are you doing? I am doing well, thank you very much. Um, it's it's been a, like a, maybe two months since uh, we last recorded the podcast. Uh, what have you been up to since then, Misha? Well, the theatre club um, saw... The last show they went and saw was um, called Forget Me Not and Refractions and it was put on at Deck Chair Theatre. And I was lucky enough to be acting in that show. And um, and then this month we um, had a WAU theatre company show that we went and saw, but it was um, a slightly different um, setup in that it wasn't we all didn't all go on one day um it, and it was just because of the end of the year things were going a little awry and i was on holiday and so sarah mckella was um running the day and and it kind of went was a bit different this that time but um yeah i think both i think like forget me not went really well and we had a fair amount of people come and it was a really fun question and answer session that we did that james is going to upload soon with um, we had lo- we have lots of um funny people that were involved in the show, and so they were quite amusing. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, Misha, I was uh, I I did actually do my back in that day. It was quite exciting, and I oh. uh, was in the emergency room, I think, or just got out of the emergency room when it was happening. Oh, it was a bit of a dang now? because you know I look forward to the uh, you know the theatre club things, and uh, I. My Friday of the month comes along, and guess what? I'm in bloody hospital. Oh, that's so unfair for you. I'm sorry. But uh, we also got to see since the last podcast. I think we I went. So we went and saw Equus. Yeah. Um, we got the special uh, deal there. Although we weren't allowed to record the uh, Q and A for that. That's but they right. did do a Q and A. They did. Uh, what did you think of Equus? I really loved it. I thought it was beautifully designed, and I. I thought most of the acting was absolutely fabulous and the directing was great and it was the whole my favorite part were there were dancers and they had they were dressed as horses but they were had like quite um standard dance type clothes on and then they had a horse head that was made up of wire so you could see through it into their faces and they just moved like horses and it was and they danced and the way the boy communicated with the horses, it was just magical and beautiful. Have you ever seen it being performed before? Yeah, I have. I actually saw it in South Africa, in Cape Town. and But I was about, I think I was either 12 or 14 when I saw it. Mm. So it was a long time ago, but I loved it. It was one of the, my favourite shows because it was so... It's such a risky piece of theatre because there's a lot of... There's total nudity. Um, there's sex scenes. There's... It's very like mature themed as yeah. well. It's like, uh, you know, it's not you don't sit around and go, oh, this is going to be a happy-go-lucky play tonight. To, exactly. It makes it one of those things that you sits down and make you think about things, and um, you know, it deals with uh, you know therapy and our responsibility. You know, the conflicts of that therapist might go through. Should we fix people up, or are they happier being crazy? Or, yeah, and also... And that's a very basic way of looking at it. You can even go deeper than Yeah, that. also it looks at um, the idea of worshipping. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and and how it can be a confusing thing. And the, the main character in the play worships horses. And if you look at his parents, one of them is very devoted to God and Christianity and the other one's an atheist and doesn't believe in God. And so they became quite confusing for this boy because clearly he wanted something to worship, but he was so confused, so he created his own deity. Mm. Have you, so you went, you saw it before, and if, if you remember, because it was a while ago. But the is the dancing, the dancing performance was that unique to this production? Um, no, I don't think it is unique. I think it, I think it's quite a natural choice to have the 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 horses be performed as dan- by dancers mm. because. Dancers are so good with their bodies and they're so trained to move their bodies. So yeah. I don't think it's, yeah, totally original. I think the, the opening scene where there's a, you know, sort of a, a dance performed, a solo dance performed, sort of representing of a horse being born and uh, learning yeah. to walk for some, that was quite um, surreal because it, uh, you know, to use human physicality to express something that I guess we're all familiar with, we've all seen it on TV and nature talkers about, you know, 
young as being born and learning to walk for the first time uh, it was surreal because they had you know this performer and I guess the choreographers had got it so down pat um, yeah it was so accurate it really like brought you into the story oh it's yeah. gorgeous great way to begin I have a particular passion about having um, dance included in theatre Mm, yeah, yeah. And having moments where there's like real moments, real characters, and then suddenly there's a dance movement, and I just am so moved by that when it's done well. Um, have you ever have you ever worked with dancers on set, or you've always, if you've done dancing, is it performed by the actors? Um, I don't think I have worked with dancers, mm. but I have done dancing classes myself, and therefore. Yeah, yeah. I've seen dancers work hmm. and move, and I think uh, our one, my one insight from that came from the Q and A afterwards, which we weren't able to record, is uh, uh, someone asked William McInnes how how do you prepare for such a role, and uh, he sort of, I think he sort of said it joking, but uh, he said, "Oh, I just get up and say the words," and uh, but that was probably my main criticism of the play is that sometimes I didn't believe his character. That's exactly how I felt. Um, because, I mean, he spoke it so well, but I just didn't really feel the passion in him sometimes. sometimes I yeah. felt like he was saying his words, but he wasn't listening to himself, yeah, or yeah. he wasn't actually connected to what he was saying. And it was fascinating because then, yeah, exactly, mm. I agree with you. I saw in the question was... answer, he pretty much said that. He yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Because that was my main criticism of that. Me too. Uh, his character seemed to be—he seemed to be putting more effort into how he spoke rather than what he was actually. What he was saying and connecting—he didn't seem so connected. And and I found that whenever he seemed to lose connection, no. I did too. Yeah. And I stopped listening, and I would not be as interested. Um. Uh. uh now we—you also wanted to talk about. Uh, we want to sort of sum up the year, um, but we also want to talk about the future. Yeah. Um. What are your hopes and dreams for this, the Theatre and Colour Passion group? Uh, yes, well, my hopes and dreams are that we reach a position where we can be getting uh, you know, up to 20 or more people coming to every theatre mm. club night. So next year what we want to do is we, really, we, want to, we are so open to advice and opinions and feedback from participants. So if anyone out there has a thought on a way that we could make the club work better, please don't hesitate to contact us. And we are also really interested in if anyone wants to be more involved in the club and actually is interested in joining in on organising it and making it happen, that we're very open and would welcome that. Um, As well as uh, we are planning on having a launch party at some point that will help with getting it out there and known and that kind of thing. But um, I think that's the main thing. Next year what we'd like to do is we have a launch party and... And the, oh, and the other thing is, we're going to change it from a Friday night to either a Tuesday or Wednesday night, um, just to experiment and see which works best. Mm. Because um, there were, we, I could see really good things about having it on a Friday night, but I could also see some things that didn't work so well, such as Friday night being a social night mm. um, and, a, and, a, and a busy night often for people, whereas um, Tuesday and Wednesday night are nights that people don't often have lots to do, and. Also, it's the time that the theatre shows often have least or smallest audiences, so yeah, we'd be yeah. really assisting them as well, which is the whole point. The whole yeah, point yeah. is to assist the theatre mm. makers in Perth. So um, we're going to experiment with that and see how that works as well and see maybe we can get more people, a larger a larger consistency. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you, so, so do most shows, uh, do they do Tuesday night shows or a lot of... Yeah, usually it goes till Sunday, and then they have a Monday night off, and they have a Tuesday night okay, show. Okay, cool. That's yeah. the usual way. It does I vary, think Tuesday though. would be good. Yeah. And it's like people, you know, do cheap Tuesday movies, um, you know. Yeah, and it'll be a cheaper night. It's kind night of a night them. that people keep aside for entertainment, you know. They're, like, looking, they're kind of bored and, like, oh, we yeah, can go to the theatre. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I haven't fully decided whether it's a Tuesday or Wednesday that will work best, and... I'll take that in. I'll take that note on, mm. and I'll also ask a few other people as what their opinion is. Mm. Yeah, That's it's exciting. always one of those hard things, um, but it's good to have a date set so you can go. Yep, that Tuesday I'm keeping free for. Yeah, I definitely um, want to do it like a last. Tuesday of the month yeah, yeah. or last Wednesday of the month or something because then it's really consistent. And you know that that's what you do on the last day of the month, last you know you know whatever day of the month, which is such a nice way to know that you're still 
you're keeping yourself in, mm. in the arts and involved and seeing stuff that's happening. And, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, the other thing I would, I think it'd be cool is like, you know, if it's kind of like, because it's like a theatre club, it could be like a book club where people talk about it, whether we should organise like, you know, a coffee go to a coffee shop afterwards or the bar, a bar to that's that's something that was very much part of the original yeah, plan yeah. Uh, and Although what ended up evolving is that it didn't work changing venues for the conversation because yeah, yeah. often theatre does end rather late and people are quite tired and mm. it would only work if we were in the same venue and then often the venues aren't really available for us to hang about in and if they are then you, we kind of ended up coming to the point where is if, if the theatre people would do a question and answer session for us, mm. that would be a good way to have that kind of discussion. Yeah. Then having a discussion as well as the question and answer. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. What do you think? It's just like you know. Do you think I, cut the question and answers and um, go for conversations? Uh no, it's just like I. Uh, um, have you ever been to? The pack script labs, yeah, yeah, where they sort of um, you go and you have a few, you have they have drinks there and you talk beforehand, mm. and then you read the thing and then you fill out the questionnaire mm. form, and then it, people go to the pub afterwards and you like continue to socialize. Yeah, no, it's just a social thing. Plus, you talk about mm. what you've just heard, definitely, and and you know. If we, like, I don't know, just as, as, as building as a club and people are like, oh, I want to be part of that. Yeah, definitely. Rather than just, rather than just being about, oh, I get cheap tickets. Totally know, but, agree um, with you, 100%. But then, you know, it's, think the, the point is... The part that doesn't work is, is that theatre so is longer yeah, and it yeah. goes late. That's why I had it on a Friday night initially, yeah, yeah. is because it, people can go so late because they don't out. have work yeah, on a yeah. Saturday morning. But I'm going to experiment with the Tuesday, Wednesday night because it's not a, a night where people have plans. But because it will be a work yeah, night yeah. for many people... I think it's uh, that's the tough part. That's the yeah, part yeah, that yeah. Uh, is hard to figure out. What we have got is we've got someone, Zane Alexander, writes in pre-show information onto the website yeah, yeah. Um, so that you can go and read about the show, which is kind of like the pre-show yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. Then you've got the show and then you've got the post-show thing. I, I agree with you. Ne- in, there's something that needs to change, but I don't see how... Like, if we go see a show and it's one of those ones that does end at 11, yeah, yeah. people... How do we make it work so that people want to be involved in the conversation? This is why we need your feedback, people. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Go to the Theatre and Colour Fashion group and post on the wall. And that's the other thing we started, we try to start up, Mm. is um, actually posting discussion boards on Facebook where people could go and we'd say, what did you think about this show that we just saw? And people would go and they could write about the show and their feedback and that kind of thing. Yeah. and that would be a way of discussing when people yeah, don't yeah. have to wait around after the show when it's going to be a late night. And that's what we were doing. We we're going to go, okay, we'll see the show, do the question answer, have pre-show information, and then have the discussion board available. Mm. Um, so far, that hasn't taken off. It's interesting because there's an, there's an ex- people often see that kind of thing as, ha- as it being work to join <laughs> in on something like that. It's like, oh. It is, yeah, I... I- Gave up, you know. I back when I was a kid, I used to be on discussion forums all the time. These days, I'm like, uh, you know, it's a bit of a like, yeah. But I think what people, um, I think people forget how satisfying it can be, yeah, yeah. when you have an interest in something and like seeing other people's opinions and maybe debating and talking and and learning and and that kind of thing. It actually can be something really mm. fun. So, I definitely urge people to, to take part in the discussion boards yeah. afterwards my uh my aim is next year is to do a, a jimmerish femme show every saturday that's arts related and okay. um you know i mean it's it could be possibly where we could get um you know one you know one of those saturdays a month could be you know dedicated to just talking about things you know it's just a matter of getting people to come along because i know people are interested I have to get my own momentum up in the same way as the Theatre of Colour Passion is because you know, mm-hmm. people are like, uh, what's podcasting? Especially in Perth, not many people know what that is. Mm, and then, and then also, you have to come down to my which shed. Day, <laughs> yeah. 
you're like, am I going to be killed by the serial killer? Yeah. Like, um, yeah, slaughtered in a shed and hang up on a hook or something. Um, exactly. I'm worried about this this interview finishing and the knives coming out. <laughs> no, you're meant to be talking out like Misha. This I mean, is it's great. great. Fun. No, it is. No, it actually is fun. It's actually surprisingly fun. Now, this is like I remember the first time I came, I was quite tired that day, and and I, I realised how satisfying it is mm. to talk about things that you're interested in. Yeah, yeah. And especially when you we've got a goal, like so, theatre and the colour passion. The goal is to get theatre in Perth have it grow and have it be really successful and have a bigger audience. And this is such a great way to contribute to that. And so therefore there are other people out there that have their own artistic goals. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's a great way for them to advertise themselves if they're doing a show or if they're that kind of thing. So it is a great thing if people are hearing it and people are listening, Mm -hmm. which comes down to publicity and marketing. Yeah. Yeah. The bane of Which is the same as Theatre and the Colour Passion. And unfortunately for me, I'm not the best publicist or marketer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone out there who loves the theatre and publicising or marketing, please contact us. <laughs> on. <laughs> uh, yes. Find us on Facebook. You can send me an email at jimrich.fm at gmail.com. Uh, so, 2009, how has it evolved for you? Do you feel you've developed um, For theatre and the colour passion or as myself personally? Uh, uh, as a practitioner of theatre? Well, I had been focusing on film before, for about a year, year and a half, two years before 2009. And at the end of 2008, really got clear on how much I missed theatre. And so I put a lot of effort into developing myself and growing in, as a theatre practitioner, and that's why I started the theatre club. And as part of the theatre club is um, advanced acting classes for theatre no, in yeah. Perth because there weren't any um, theatre acting classes in Perth that were for advanced participants. Mm-hmm. There was a great class that happens um, at Pack Screen Workshops for theatre, but there are a very wide range of skilled people in the class. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and so when you're working with people who haven't got a lot of experience, it can sometimes not be as stimulating. So I started up these acting classes and that has been phenomenal for me because I've learned so much. I've worked with such a wide variety of directors. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I just really felt that I was able to get myself um, fit, in quotation marks, as an actor again. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm feeling more comfortable in my acting, and I'm I'm at the moment rehearsing for Eat My Monologues. I had my first rehearsal yesterday with Marcel Schmitz. Mm-hmm. She's delightful. I love working with her, and it was such a comfortable, wonderful rehearsal. And I could I could just tell that doing these acting classes has just gotten me more confident in the choices yeah, yeah. I make and and being spontaneous and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so is that thing you're going to keep on doing next year? Yeah, yeah, we're going to continue doing the advanced acting classes. They are, um, they're actually, we're currently in discussion at the moment with two directors that have worked with us about mm. putting on a show through yeah. the advanced acting classes. So so really committed members of the classes will be involved in this show and we'll put it on at the Blue Room or another local venue in Perth. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, basically for fun, for passion, to create, to make art. And yeah, so yeah. we're really excited about that. When we are rehearsing for the shows, show or shows, um, we won't have classes as per usual. But when we're not, we will have classes and we'll continue to take to find as many directors as we can mm-hmm. that specialise in different things to learn a variety of different things. Yeah, yeah. Our last director for the advanced acting classes was Marissa Gareffa. Yep. And our very last class for the year was on clowning. And it was surprisingly hard. <laughs> yeah. Really physically tiring. Yeah. Um, just, it was fantastic. It was such a great challenge. I've, I learned so much. And and we may be doing a, a clowning show. Yeah, yeah. If it all goes according to plan. Um, which is so exciting. Because, yeah... Uh, I'm not very experienced in that, and that was the whole point for me. These acting yeah, classes yeah. was learning new stuff, finding something, that gaining skills. You know. Yeah, yeah. Ah, mm. oh, that sounds really cool. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll, I'll hopefully have you guys back to talk more about the project as it develops. So far. Yeah, beautiful. Please do.
right back live after a bit of a break there. Uh, we kicked out Misha, and I got with someone I've never met before, um, except being highly recommended by some old friends of mine. Uh, and I don't even know how to pronounce your name, sorry. It's Iskander. 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 Iskander Sharazuddin. Iskander Sharazuddin. It's a bit of a mouthful. Yeah. It's, it's, it's quite long. Well, at least no one forgets it. No, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. It, it can get awkward, though, because after meeting so many people, and, and you don't remember their names, but they'll always remember yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm James from jimrish.com, and uh, uh, we I got Is- Iskander. That's the one. Is that what you go by? Yeah, or you can call me Esky. Esky. People Esky. call you Esky. People call me Esky. Like the uh, drink like, holder. Like the drink holder. Okay. That's it. Uh, well, Eskanda is a musical theatre uh, uh, practitioner in Perth. It sounds sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would you call it? P- performer? Uh, yeah, performer. Yeah. Oh, you just like, yeah. Stage, screen, I'm an whatever artist. it's going. That's what I say. I'm an artist. Yeah. Because everyone's like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I do filmmaking, but I do a bit of like this internet radio. And they're like, oh, like, what, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm just an artist. Well, just if somebody up. asks me what I, what I do for a living, I say I'm an actor and a writer and I occasionally get paid. So, Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I do. Yes, well, technically I get paid by um, working in a restaurant, but oh, I, like I, I think that I... <laughs> it's, it's that cliched artist yeah. working in the restaurant. That's, that's what we all yeah. do. Uh, and uh, now the reason I've got him on is because uh, Theatre and the Colour Passion group went to see Sweat last week and uh, I was not there because I'm working full time because uh, of the Christmas rush which is a little bummer because uh, I wanted to go see it um, an old friend family friend of mine called Liam Graham was part of it and uh, he put me on put me on to Eskanda and I just wanted to get him in and talk about uh, I guess because question about uh, well introduce game to introduce himself and then um, talk about the production and uh, how it went how it was developed uh, you know any reflections on the project you might have yeah, sure. But um, perhaps we start off like, what do you? Uh, how did you become to be? Uh, I don't know, a musical performer. What's your? Uh, my background passion? is actually elite gymnastics. Oh, really? Yeah, I was a junior. International oh, did you do circus performing? I did not. No. no, a lot of people seem to like do gymnastics and they do yeah. like circus. Like, oh, I could become an actor. I do. I do have a few friends that have gone down that track. But yeah. um, no, no, no. I did. I trained at Wace. Um, and uh, I, I was injured, unfortunately, which, which uh-huh. caused me to drop out. And uh, when you spend 30 to 40 hours a week... What was your speciality? Uh, the floor. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've, I've got springy legs. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so I needed something to fill the gap, and I, I, I dropped into drama at high school, and, and that's that's where it happened. And did you do, t- like, uh, t- TE? I, I did indeed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that good? It was it was good. It's my yeah. biggest regret not doing that because oh. I uh, I at my school you could either do physics or drama because they're on at the same time, and at the time I wanted I was crazy wanted to be an engineer and I was like no, <laughs> oh how wrong physics I was over drama. But um yeah uh, I mean I wish I could I would have done both if at the time because mm. I was interested I did drama you know in lower school but I never got to do the f- real thing. Yeah no no I did the I did the TE thing and then I I started to seek out community theatre groups and mm-hmm. I got involved with uh, a number of community theatres and started to perform with them, sit on their committees and get involved with yeah. the general... So what are some of them? Uh, Shine Studios Shine is Studios, one of them. Yeah. Um, they operate out of Murdoch University at the moment. Oh, yeah. uh, Mesh Youth Theatre Company. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah I've seen some of uh, uh, With WA Stage School. Um, yeah. Obviously, we just worked... I just worked with Waitco for Sweat. Yeah. Um, Azure Entertainment... Is another one. Mm. It's a fairly new one. They do variety shows every two, three months. So you've just uh, like just picked it up as you're going. You've never done studied. Uh, I study at the moment at FTI in the Screen Acting oh, right. course, yeah, yeah. their inaugural Screen Acting course. Oh, yeah. So how's that going? It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It is absolutely brilliant. The unit coordinator is um, is Fern Nicholson. Oh yeah, me. And yeah. she's a lady with a <laughs> good lot of experience behind yeah. her, um, and someone that's ridiculously passionate and and. We so how does that uh, integrate into FTI? Do you get involved with the film students there as well? Or? Yeah, yeah. They've started to sort of, you know, crisscross the classes. And yeah. for the uh, DP students, the digital production students, uh, their drama slates, they, they audition the actors to use for their pieces. And, and we, we work together so that the classes are more conjoined. And it's a nice yeah. it's a nice environment down there. It's, so that, that, that would be where the study comes in at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, uh, so what what have you, you you said that this uh, sweat was your sixth show of the year? I think it's about the sixth. Yeah. 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 What else have you been working on? Uh, well, Azure Entertainment opened this year, and that that's a group that is focused on doing a variety show every two to three months uh, to showcase the versatility um, of theatrical talent in Perth. And basically, we throw out a theme, and the last one, for example, was noir, yeah, black. Yeah. Um, and performers come and audition a piece of musical theatre or a monologue or a duologue or a piece of contortion, anything. We had a mime artist the last show uh, yeah. that has a feeling of noir to it. And then we have three comedians called the Bare Essentials, one of which I am. Yeah, yeah. And we, we sort of tie a loose narrative through each of the acts. And, uh, yeah, it's generally... So we've done two shows so far this year, and they've been quite nice. And where do you perform that? Super Echo Arts Centre. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then with Mesh, we did Wedding Singer this year. Oh, really? Um, we had earlier, one of my early podcasts, um, uh, this is a new thing, but we had Anna Bauer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she came and did an interview um, about uh, her dreams to go to Broadway and <laughs> stuff like that. I'm not laughing at her dreams. Oh, right. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no, no, I know Anna. We worked on Wedding Singer together. She's she's good. Yeah. She's a great girl. Um, um, yeah, and uh, I guess uh, we did uh, Little Shopper Horrors with Shine Studios yeah. down at Murdoch, which was uh, stunning, amazing. What uh, are the like turnaround times on these things? Like, How long do you spend on each project? Is there um, overlaps? Yeah, they they too they do tend to overlap. Um, production week and and tech week for Little Shop was um, during the rehearsals of Wedding Singer. So, I guess you just have to plan it and ensure that you're not going to be performing at the same time. Um, yeah, yeah, because that would be kind of productive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, they they do they do. Uh, uh, Wedding Singer was four four months mm-hmm. uh, rehearsal time. Little Shop of Horrors was a lot longer. That was. I was in London prior to it. I came to the production late, but I think they were rehearsing for at least six, seven months. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. And how long was the the run go for? Which one, sorry? Uh, for Little Shop of Horrors. The run? Yeah. Um, we went for a, a week and a half, maybe, I think. So that gives you some kind of six months worked for a week and a half. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. That would be pretty intense, yeah. uh, running up to that week and a half. Well, I mean... Or it's it like is. just down pat once you get there. Yeah, it's it like is. Boom, it, it, boom, it's boom. a nice little. It, it's a nice coming down, and yeah, yeah. there's not so much stress. But I mean, everybody that does it does it because they love it. Nobody gets paid. It's community theatre. We do yeah, it yeah. because we enjoy it. So, you know, it's yeah. And we're used to that six month period, and we enjoy every moment because you, you build that camaraderie of a cast. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Uh, Misho, who we were speaking to earlier, was you know complaining about oh you know it's hard to market things and. It's hard to be both an artist and a marketer and be good at both kind of thing. Do you have to go out there and try and push your, your products? Like I, I do. Do you want Do you want one of my business cards? All oh, right. Yeah. I have, sure. I have. I feel welcome to plug anything you want. On I, I'm going to plug this. We've probably got two you're, people listening. You're maybe. a good man, Charlie Brown. There you go. Okay. Cool. You can come with mesh. Yeah, yeah. Mesh. Yeah. No. See, uh, we do that. We we create these little these little business cards with the show that are quite you know sort of colourful and you throw those at people and they wonder what. Oh, you take them out to the clubs and be like yeah, yeah, dropping yeah. in people's yeah. handbags. <laughs> <laughs> come see musical theatre. It's worth it. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I've worked on a few dance productions and we've had to do guerrilla marketing and just like, yeah. uh, sneaking cards into whenever we nice, can get a, nice. Yeah, thing. Nice. I'm not sure if it ever has it ever actually worked in um, Perth, but uh, yeah, we know. dream. Mm. Well, we had a good showing for Wedding Singer. We sold out. Uh, yeah, night, I actually so. went there one night to go with a friend. We were just in Subiac and I'm like, oh, there's a show on. Um, and uh, it was sold out. We couldn't get in. Oh. Yeah, Mesh did really well with their marketing mm. for that one. So. Um, Hopefully, we just keep pushing that the yeah. same buttons and we'll get there. Mm. But, uh, yeah. uh, now, anyway, so I got you in to talk about uh, sweat because mm-hmm. uh, of the thing. Uh, when did you start working on that? Sweat would have been <sighs> um, a, a few months ago. Mm. Uh, three, three months ago? What, what month is this? December? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so maybe... No, what what comes before November? August, uh, October. August, maybe we started. August, yeah. August, October, round yeah. about then. Um, so generally, quite a short period of time, rehearsal time. Mm. I could be completely wrong. 
about that month. <laughs> I have no it, idea. It's fair enough. People lose track of time. I, I after doing barely know what time it is right now. Show after show after show, I just yeah. I forget when each one starts and finishes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do I do distinctly remember it wasn't a long rehearsal period. And uh, what what is sweat all about? What is the pitch of sweat? Well, it, it was it was a self devised sort of piece mm. by the production company, basically. Um, this is my first foray into working with uh, Waco, yeah. WAU Theatre Company. Um, and did, did you have to audition? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. They, do, they did do an audition. But um, they have this project called Blood, Sweat, Tears. Yeah. And last year they did a show called Blood, and this year is Sweat, and next year, by that linear fashion, will be Tears. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, yeah, it's a devised, it's a self-devised thing, um, and it's just about getting everybody together in, in mm-hmm. all creative aspects from costuming to writing and they spend 12 months uh, with writing workshops with cast with, and they all pull together and they make this piece um, Sweat was Sweat was about uh, death yeah. um, faith uh, it was it was a show um, I guess about the, the unknown and the unbalanced yeah uh, Afterlife, you know, it's it's a bit of a um, Pan's Labyrinth was what I, I comes to mind when I think about yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. It's a bit of a influence on the film, uh, on the on the show. So um, yeah, and and it's about a a woman that ends up in purgatory as such and has to go through a few trials and tribulations mm-hmm. to ensure that she moves on. So um, there's an element of cliche to it. Yeah. But uh, cliches are cliches, and if they're done well, they're done well. So it was, yeah, yeah. It was an enjoyable show, and it worked well. What was your role in? Uh, I played Seth. He was a disgraced fallen god um, okay. that had been charged with the responsibility of uh, escorting 100 souls across Purgatory and, mm. and assisting them. But he's a bit of a um, uh, a bit of a habitual pretentious. Yeah. Guy without swearing there. Um, <laughs> oh, you can. Can swear. I swear? Yeah. yeah. Ah, well, he was a pretentious bastard. Yeah. Uh, a bit of an egocentric guy, uh, and he can't quite connect with the the myriad feelings of humanity's misery and melancholy. Mm. Uh, so there ends up being this nice, uh, you know, contrast between him and, and Alice, who's the character, the lead female that he has to assist through this desert because um, mm-hmm. he can't connect with all her. Her emotions, uh, yeah, because yeah, he's a god, um, mm. and he was he was thrown, he was exiled from his his place of purpose because he he got a bit uh, he got the fancy for his brother's misses. And right. so, is there some dark humor in? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's it's a humorous piece. It doesn't take yeah. itself too seriously. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there, there's there's some lines in there um, that that completely mock the uh, the cliche. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, but it's nice. It gives a nice moral message as well as a uh, you know, ensuring that it's not taking itself too seriously with its absurdism. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sounds cool. And uh, so, what, uh, what is the rehearsal process like? How much do you rehearse like for a given week? Well, sweat was sweat was different. It's a different show uh, that I've ever been in. Um, because initially, when we got involved, there wasn't a script. Um, All right. Yeah, yeah. So the rehearsal process involved the director Patrick Downs. Uh, just setting up improvisations mm. and we sort of developed and workshopped the characters that way and we had two rehearsals a week, um, Tuesdays and Sundays and, mm. and we, we just did improvisations for the first first uh, month or two um, to really solidify those characters and once we had um, a cemented idea of, of what we wanted the characters to be or who we wanted in the show mm-hmm. then we decided that it was, it was time to write it. We had a, a, pl- a basic outline Yeah, yeah so we knew what we wanted to happen, but we didn't have the characters. We didn't have anything. So it was it was a different, completely different rehearsal process that yeah. that I've been involved in. So it was a nice, unique experience for me. And so that accelerate, like, so you eventually had more rehearsals, or you always stuck to the? Oh, uh, we generally just... always stuck to the two yeah, a yeah. week, um, which is which is quite normal for a show in yeah. Western Australia, Perth. Yeah. yeah, people work, people go to uni school. It's mm-hmm. hard to. Keep up with it, so yeah, yeah. So how'd the show go down? Uh, yeah, look, it went well. Um, we we're at Yuri Yarkin Theatre, um, yeah. and the cast had a ball. It was just a a real bonding 
oh, it sounds so, you know, like everybody says it's a bonding yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um... Well, it's all a part of working as a team kind well, of Well, it is. But, I mean, just, just with the idea of, of us not actually having a script and, and having to all come together, and we all played each other's characters through the improvisations, but yeah, yeah. we all had a, a deeper and better understanding of, of where people were coming from. And, you know, uh, so we were all really invested in each other's characters. Mm-hmm. So, for me, there was, there was, a, there was a good... A, a different sort of familial um, relationship between everybody. Uh, and that, that made the show go down really well. We had... Um, we had some really, really good nights, and we ran for two weeks, minus a Monday and a Sunday. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Nice. And uh, uh, was it hectic? Like, or is it just like turning up for work each night? <sighs> yeah. Because I, I, you know, I, I don't, I've never had to perform. <laughs> I've always been behind the scenes. I've never had to go up. And... It's, I'm, I'm hectic. No, I'm, no, it's not hectic. It's, yeah, yeah. it's fun. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. It's turning up to to work, and you know. Do you ever like some nights? You're like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't feel it today, or yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 definitely. You definitely have that, but it's just a matter of maintaining professionalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and throwing up the best performance that you can <laughs> on stage. Yeah, because otherwise, the people that paid to see the show that night are going to be a bit disappointed. And is that what is the like the longest runtime you've ever worked on, like for a show? Like that's gone the longest run you've. Uh, well, generally, community theatre shows in Perth will not run for more than four weeks at the most. Yeah, there's a couple of shows that have just finished: Sweeney Todd down in Rolling Stone, The Wiz up in Malu. They they ran for four weeks, mm. so that's probably the longest that I've I've yeah. run a show for. Roundabout, yeah. Um. Uh, now, so you're you've given me this card here for you're a good man, Charlie Brown. Yeah. Uh, so this is you're currently rehearsing this. Yeah, and no, yeah. I'm the um, assistant director for you're a good oh, man, okay. Charlie Brown. So I'm behind. I see you're behind the scenes. For I'm behind the scenes for that one. Yeah. Okay, cool. So because I sit on the committee for Mesh, and um, yeah, it'd be a nice, good, colourful show. So yeah. And uh, so this is is this based on like the Peanuts? It sure is. Background, yeah. it is definitely is. And is it like a already written or you've devised your own? No, no, based this on the is characters? A, this is a Broadway musical. Okay, um, yeah, they right had right. a revival cast of it. It's, it's, an, it's an old musical. Um, yeah, yeah. They had a revival cast in the nine nineteen ninety nine, I think. Yeah. On Broadway, which had um, Christian Chenner within it. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I only know from like people like Anna saying that. Yeah, and, uh, she's the she's the girl uh, that did Wicked. Yeah, the first yeah. Glinda and um, oh, B D Wong. Do you know B D Wong? No, please okay. explain. Uh, uh, what is it? Laura, I can Google it. Law and Order S V U. All oh, right, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Criminal psychologist, Asian criminal psychologist. Yeah, yep, yep. yeah. He's a Broadway star. Okay, yeah. Uh, he, he was he was in that. He played uh, Linus. Um, yeah, sorry. So before he he hit Law and Order, uh, yeah, I yeah, mm. he I don't think he's gone back on Broadway. But yeah, incidentally yeah. enough, there's a few people that have been on Broadway. I've, I've been listening Broadway. to a few of the uh, inside the actors' studios because they've just added them to the ABC online thing, and uh, a lot of the actors say like, yeah, once they have kids, they're like, oh, I got to go to TV because it needs something more consistent to, uh. <laughs> you know, make sure the kids get through high school and mm. uh, college and whatnot. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that's true. I, I don't know. I'll find out. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's very convenient for them that they can just get a job in TV. And that's that's get. also true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yes, uh, plug here. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. January nineteenth to the twenty third at Subiaco Arts Centre. Yeah, do it. It'll rock your world. Uh, uh, there, uh, from all reports, uh, the wedding singer went off with a bang. Um, so you better get tickets to the show, as I found out. Otherwise, you'll be disappointed. Um, tickets through box. That's correct. Meshtheatre.com.au. Yeah. What about you? Where can people find you on the internet? Do you have like a Twitter or a MySpace? I do not have a Twitter. I've got a Facebook. You can stalk you if you, you want. You can stalk me there <laughs> if you want to, if necessary. But yeah. Um, I'm sure you can reach me through Mesh. Drop a line there. And All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. Uh, well, thanks for coming in. No that was right, a bit no. of a, a random like, uh, uh, to get you in. But um, That's right. I'd don't mind anything for the yeah, arts yeah. Um, always we'll happy. keep you updated hopefully uh, we'll be doing more theatre related podcasts more regularly next yeah, year let me know let me know and uh, well we want to get a panel like four people talking nice stuff, yeah. I want that that's cool well there's a lot coming up next year as well for theatre in Perth so. yeah yeah no that's why I'm excited that's why I would like to do a dedicated podcast just to that because uh, 
uh, like I do Elusive Isolation in the Arts podcast, but uh, yeah, and I hope probably will hope to get actors, you know, an actor onto that uh, roundtable discussions. But uh, you know, I just because from my filmmaking background, I sort of get surrounded by people doing all these works that I'm interested to talk about mm. and just get discussion going. Do you do, um, do you do discussions on short films and things like that as well? Uh, no. But maybe, I mean, some of my filmmaking friends were thinking of starting just a movie review show and just going to see a movie and reviewing it. Um, it's just not as interesting, filmmaking. It's so tedious. Oh, but maybe we'll have to do that. I love both. I love both. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's fun to make. I just don't know. It's not as fun to discuss because it's, uh, you know, it's such a small sort of medium at the moment, mm. you know, when you're making short films. But, uh... I have some friends they're going to do we're going to record their uh, commentary track for their short film they're making in the studio um, so that'll be interesting and cool. maybe that'll be the start of something but uh, yeah thanks Skandal for coming no on worries, no and uh, I will catch you soon you certainly will no worries thanks sir so, bye we need to talk about that's about it really. I think we did it I think yeah, we've, yeah. we've done it all so what well, in summation uh, please yeah, hopefully you're already listening to this <laughs> I can't say please listen to this because you're already listening to it if you are um, <laughs> uh, yes Misha uh, would love some feedback about uh, uh, the group Theatre Nights for next year whether what days would be best to go um, and and any other bright ideas people might yeah, have yeah yeah um, she would love to hear it. Um, go on the group Search for Theatre and the Colour Passion on Facebook. Join. Uh, you'll get updates about when we're having a show. Um, you get discount tickets uh, to uh, come along. Uh, you get you know get to go as a group, so you can have the opportunity to as a social thing. And um, especially if you don't already go to theatre, it's a good excuse to go because it's uh, not like a I go. I don't have to go by myself. You mm. get to go with people. And and then the other thing is, if you don't go to the theatre a lot, the question and answer sessions are the ideal situation to get an insight in what the goings on of theatre are because there yeah. are a lot of people out there that don't understand it and therefore aren't interested. Mm-hmm. But if they could understand it, if they could get those insights, they may find the same, a similar passion that yeah, yeah. you know theatre lovers already have. Yeah. So that's kind of what our goal is, is to introduce this art form yeah. as something worthy. That's really cool. Cool. Uh, thanks for coming on, Misha. Thank you for having me. Uh, we will be... I'll be posting the Q&A from Forget Me Not and Refractions uh, just after uh, this segment ends. And uh, we'll hopefully see you in the new year with updates on Theatre and the Colour Passion and uh, we'll be talking more theatre. Thank you. Bye. Jamie's question at the moment. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a news report, and um, uh, it was the thunderbolt that hit when I saw his story. And he had a wife, and he remembered his wife, but he didn't remember that he'd seen her half an hour ago. And so that every time that she walked through the door, he it was like a puppy. You know, he was so excited, he was so overjoyed, which was a weird 
pleasure for her and a weird heartache, both at the same time, you know. So, a great, a great, great heartache and a great joy, which is what goes on all the time. So, a true life story, mate. What's that memory? Did it just end? I was going to, like, like did, it, did it get to a point where the memory... Um, like it stopped for him, and he could remember up to like facts in his life up to like yes, as as in the play, the night that his memories fell out of his head, it was literally like that in the news story. He literally went to bed one night. <laughs> Stop! I'm fucking answering questions. <laughs> he fell. He went to sleep one night, all memories intact. He woke up the next day. Uh, Thirty seconds with one minute memory. Drew Barrymore in Fifty First Dates. Uh, any similarities? Yes, yes. <laughs> I saw the film around the same time, and <laughs> yet you didn't cast her. I'm, yeah, I'm curious. I, and yet we have John Smith. She was busy. Drew Barrymore. Any any other questions? Anything at all? Chris, James, a rundown on on the on the play. Yeah, yeah. What, what was going on? Uh, well. <laughs> no, I've got my own idea. I've got my own idea. I don't want to compare it to. Okay. To um. Uh, well, the, your own ideas are probably as good as anyone else's, really, to start with. It's. Yeah. What's your interpretation? Yeah. It's how. It's how. Yeah. It, it is. It's a play that is open, certainly to. Degrees of interpretation. Um, if you're going to interpret it as a metaphor for like Soviet Russia, probably off the mark. <laughs> so it's open to interpretation with limitation. Um, I guess it's a play that's about, well, for me and how I first read it, it's a play about um, oh, past, past uh, errors or misjudgments catching up with people and uh, the stuff that you repress, um, finding a way to surface or resurface in your life. Um, in the play, it's through the abstract form of uh, the mirror, and the mirrored action triggers things. And it's something which all sort of culminates at this vital moment in these three people's lives when you know the, the breakup of the marriage is about to happen, and my character, the lover, you know, uh, building the energy or the strength to go to the man he loves and wanting him to be with him. So all three of them are at a very crucial point in their adult lives and it's at that point that all these things that have been repressed, that have been pushed down or past memories or past errors resurface and get sort of thrown on the table in a very uh, abstract, humorous way at times and sad times. Theatre was watching a year 11 exchange student who was here with his father. <laughs> and it, was, it was just perfect because, I mean, like Chris nicely surmised there, <laughs> at different times when his son was laughing, he was going, Oh, this is great, I'm so glad I brought him. Oh, God, oh, no, it's, oh, no, oh, it's okay again, everything. Oh, fuck, oh, no, oh, God. So it's all good. That's good, yeah. Everyone, everyone. Oh, God, what, what it's worth. The artist's greatest tool for me personally is humility. Nobody in the world is better than anybody else, and everybody has a reflection. Do you know what I mean? Everybody has... Every single person is as great and as irrelevant as everyone else. Communist? <laughs> everyone, everyone is a communist, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, I'm trying to put my communist regime on people. <laughs> There's no communism in this way. Let that thing go. Let it go. <laughs>
subconscious. Is that almost the subconscious thought? No? Yeah. A little bit like It wasn't yeah. actually, yeah, anyway. Ooh, Sorry. bit of tension. Oh, oh <laughs> bit of tension. <laughs> yes, to me it is. It's an important change. <laughs> Pissed upon? It's all right, Elise. You can go for your life. Go for it. Which is missed often when the audience is laughing. laughing yeah. Yeah. So I had a couple of friends. I was in the audience one night and everyone was laughing hysterics and the, next, the actor said the line, which was, I had an abortion. And, and then later someone said to me, why? I didn't, it was funny, but like, why? Why is it funny? Because it's a thing I'm That's funny. Because <laughs> 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 the thing goes on so long. That, that guy, because he's such a big bladder. You know, that's that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it is. Like, Big bladder means... <laughs> for that to go on so long, it's like, better if it comes hyperbole, and that's what people are laughing at. You're laughing at the hyperbole. But also, we've established previously in the play that penises are funny. So when you see another one in shadow... Yeah. No, it's seriously, like, everyone's so used to laughing. Oh, it's a penis, it's time to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> so when that thing comes out, then, oh, it's pissing. Now it's also... And pissing. also because yeah, he yeah, said... Yeah. Listen, he's seen the show more than anyone. He says it's yeah. meant to be... Um, he, one of the characters says, is that meant to be funny or sick? Is that the moment? When he's, when he's rocking yeah, the baby? When he's rocking the baby. Which kind of already establishes the humour of it. But it's the like... The laugh well, I think it's that moment where you need that laugh to break something. You, you know, yeah, it's an uncomfortable point yeah. where laughter is... If I was out, you could cry, I suppose. But yeah, it's that moment where you need a yeah. relief of some sort. Yeah. Given what's happened so far, and given that now there's a baby involved, where that could have taken it. And you see the penis... You better laugh. And <laughs> you actually look at it. What about uh, yeah. some of the uh, performances in this, in this play that they've I'm pretty humbled by some of the amazing performances that go on in both these plays. I think um, Longley being a, a scary bastard is. Thank you. Yeah. We knew. We knew. It's a beard, isn't it? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you I can see Sam Longley say scary bastard in uh, what the Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just um really proud really proud of every every performer in both shows. I I think I think they truly uh even extend outside the sort of outlines that I've drawn for their characters and I think Don and Matt and Misha and Tele and Chris Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> 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 Who did I miss? James. Fuck. <laughs> everyone apart from James. I think okay. James is a real dead weight. <laughs> <laughs> Some time for the audience members who may be a bit nervous to just get their guts up to put their hands up because we're talking a hell of a lot. Great. Um, I just wanted to know why you chose a heart. Oh, yeah. Really good. yeah. Really? I think so. Much. Catherine, do you want to kind of go on that, maybe? Where it came from? Yeah, it's a heart phobia. So. <laughs>
my belief with refraction is that you could turn on a fluorescent light and have three actors go hard and you could move an audience. And then Mark Storon comes to me and says, hey, I've got this harpist who's going to start the show with harp. A heart of clapping. What are you talking about? And it's, it's great. It's magic, you know. It's really great. He's not here. Yeah, and people are talking about the unsheathing of the heart. Watching the heart get undressed. Isn't there isn't there um, symbols about heart the heart oh that heart sorry heart strings I'm thinking of heart strings sorry uh, I think we should all know that the harp is the most difficult instrument to learn. Uh, yeah, Catherine. Yeah, Catherine. Catherine. Well, why don't you talk about your experience of the heart? Did you compose for this? Um, Not etc. But I imagine you mean all the instrumental stuff. Yeah, um, Heart of Glass was um, obviously Mark's choice. And the rest of it, um, he gave me quite a bit of freedom. He said, look, we want a sort of uh, nursery rhyme, like um, sort of going back to the um, sort of infancy with the babies and everything. And he gave me a lot of freedom to do that. Um, so you did yeah. compose that, ultimately? Um, in, in parts, I guess. The improvisation, a, a stringing together of other elements there. You improvise every night. It's, that is right. it's yeah. different every it's different night. night. It is different it, every is night. Yeah. 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 Slightly. by the person you're ca- pashing. Oh, <laughs> come here. No, like it's it's um it's if there was some if if there was some funny smell or if there was something gross, it may be difficult. But with Matt, it's been really easy. And literally, Mark threw it up on us in a rehearsal. And he went, "Let's just try this. I want you guys to start dancing. This wasn't in the script. I want you guys to start dancing, and I want you guys to just kiss and then leave." And I was like, "Oh my God, Matt, we're gonna have to kiss." <laughs> um, but it was once we did the first one, it was so easy and natural and really, really comfortable. How yeah. did you feel? No, I felt fine because I've known Misha for a while. So I was like, oh, I've got to kiss Misha. <laughs> and um, yeah, but uh, in rehearsal, it was just sort of like, just go for it. So there wasn't any time to, to be nervous. To be nervous and yep, it was fine. And I think it really helps if neither actor makes it awkward. <laughs> Uh, Matt's fiance is in the audience right now. I'm really oh, sorry. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's 
okay because I know Matt. I, I don't enjoy it. <laughs> it's not true. I, I enjoy it by just putting it out there. <laughs> my, my boyfriend saw the show. You can teach Misha. That'd be cool. Um, I think that was our last two questions. Um, we'll give one final if there's anyone that's got a real urgent thing on their mind. Okay. I don't. I think it was just a, a colour palette that Mark wanted to work with. Yeah. I, it was. Yeah. I think actually, I think the, the designer, the designer was talking fifty, uh, which is sort of what it probably is. But it's sort of, I think, in between the two. Um, the, the way I sort of. Hmm? I think it fits yeah. though. Yeah. Because this idea that, it's, that that my character is sort of from the fifties. Yeah, but that's that's what I sort of saw it as is in in the present, but things have sort of have been fading for a while. Mm. So things have haven't sort of moved on from a certain period, and they're still sort of um, left behind and sort of uh, yeah. Yeah, and I know Mark, the director, he specifically wanted refra- uh, forget me not to. Um, be a representation of what's going on in Don's mind. So to be slightly warped and just slightly twisted and and, um, and I think, yeah, the, the design probably was very much from where his mind is still at. My character. Sorry, Don's character. I think, I think all the, the three designs aid to that, though. I mean, the music is very 1950s, 60s jazz. Yeah, the lighting's definitely. quite warm, quite 50s. So it, it really does lend itself yeah, it all together. Even the radio, I think, was brand new, but it was sort of that type of retro design. Yeah. All right. So if you'd like to help anybody, you know, <laughs> would be greatly appreciated. Yes, you so um, can. Voice, 
and a, a very strong movement, especially currently. And there is a natural humour in that, um, but I don't know necessarily if the humour wouldn't be there if it wasn't a woman mm, totally. saying those lines or if it wasn't a female character. It's, it's the humour of the moment of the three people being in a room and, you know, two people loving the one person, that, you know, sort of sadistic love triangle that the humour comes from, not necessarily out of the sexuality of one of the characters. Um, and I think that's, in, that's there in the script. You know, there are two or three quite obtusely gay lines, but then there's also the other, you know, 72 that aren't. Yeah. And, and that are the heart of the character and the warmth, and most humour comes from truth. Yeah. I, I find it almost... Mm. I mean, it's about humour. It doesn't really matter what gender, what sexuality, any of those things. And I think to maybe, because it has those elements of straight, gay, whatever it might be, you kind of just get over that pretty quickly and connect with the people as just another human being, as opposed to their sexuality or what the choices they've made. It's the situation and the, and the humanity of, of that moment. So I think it's helped by the fact there's a gay character in there that isn't just the focus of the whole piece or, or the humour yeah. or, or not. Well, the, tab- the taboo adds tension. There's no reason why not if it use that tension. If with a woman instead of a man, the conversation would probably be the same. Yeah, yeah. very, very good. Oh, so was having an affair with a goat. When Chris says, I want more... Lay's characters is disgusting, and that's like, for me, I just go, would that be the same word used in a straight situation? Would it be disgusting, or would it be, you fucker, or something, you know? Mm. But for me, that was, that's something that kind of tweaked. But then it could be a straight situation. Yeah, I could say disgusting, straight cheater. It's just her view of that. I mean, if there yeah. were an age gap of 60 years, say, yeah. have, then I imagine discussing probably would come up again. Okay. Well, thank you very much, thank audience, very much. and thank you very much, actors and um, li- this. Joe's the lighting designer and stage manager of the show. In just in case you were wondering. Yeah. No, thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.